You are listening to episode six of the Sojourn podcast. Today's guest is personal trainer and friend of mine, Rebecca Myers. Rebecca built up her career in the marketing industry. After 13 years of a successful career, she decided to take the plunge and step into the unknown by starting her business in marketing recruitment. If that wasn't enough, two years ago, with a young family in tow, she began her fitness company, helping time-poor, office-based professionals to get their workout in, allowing them to live a healthier, and fit a life at their convenience. This is her story. You are listening to the So Driven Podcast with me, your host, Serena Dodd. Each week, we will dive deep into the inner workings of leaders. We will talk about their story, their challenges, their triumphs, and ultimately what drives that quest for success. Wanting to listen to a corporate type of approach to leadership? I'm afraid you're in the wrong place. Here, we like to be raw, a bit silly, progressive, and 100% unconventional. Okay, so we have Rebecca Myers on the podcast today, which I am thrilled about. Rebecca and I have known each other for, how long has it been? Like two years now, a year and a half? Hello, darling, how are we? (laughs) Yeah, good, thank you. Look, for listeners out there, you're a personal trainer, but you're so much more than that. Just explain to everyone what niche you've carved out for yourself in the personal training world. And we can touch on what else you do as well and many other things that you do but just give us a bit of an outline well um the reason i've become a personal trainer is actually out of the need that i had in the first place so um office based um had i say a normal job nothing i do is normal to be honest but (laughs) um it it kind of evolved pretty much so um we uh, as a company invested in um some personal training for us and the team and um we had done this for actually a little while quite a while and just grew to completely and utterly love it and then a situation happened of which i'll go into detail about but um it ended up being that uh i thought okay there's an opportunity here and the whole idea of working your workout or YWO, which I'll refer it to as um, which is your version. business. Yeah. So the business is called working your workout and it is called that for, again, a specific reason is because of the need that we had in the first place. So the, um, uh, another company. So we decided to, um, get a personal trainer in and, and help from a health and wellness perspective. And not only did I absolutely love doing this, you know, I I really, really felt it really, really helped the team. And it was very, very useful for a lot of different reasons. But I I found that I was actually really drawn towards kind of that way of life and kind of actually really helping people in that way. So the corporate world is busy, time poor, never, ever got time for themselves or their own development or their own kind of health and wellness inside of those hours that you work. So what we did was said, right, everyone's in the same boat. Let's create something that everyone can do within the working hour. We give you permission to do it. We will take all of us, take an hour out, do this thing and then enjoy it together and feel better. And the benefits were ridiculous. They really did help massively, you know, team um bonding and feeling a lot better a lot of sickness days gone everyone just sort of looking better feeling better and that kind of was where the whole thing started so i took that and thought right other people i was requested people were coming up to us going oh what are you doing what's this thing and then and then it sort of goes "Mm, okay from a sort of okay this is a nice idea for us through to actually I think this might be a nice idea for other people and kind of that's where it was born from because no one's got time on either side of the day they're too busy they've got kids they've got to run around you know they've got lots of things going on in their life if this could be provided a help whilst you're in the working environment i.e the office currently slightly different but as as a rule the office environment why don't I see if I can help in that way so that's where um, the fact that I'm now a PT came from in the first place. We'll go into scouts and your previous background in a bit, but your niche is particular in the fact that you have presence in business parks. So that, as you said, is the work that comes to the office in essence. Tell us a little bit more about that. 
Um, so first of all, it was, I approached businesses to say that um, the personal trainer is not necessarily me, the personal trainer can come to you. So the whole thing is about convenience. People, as I've said, people are very, very time poor and they can't find the time to do the exercise or look after themselves. So let's make this convenient for you. We'll come to you. This, this is how the business started, but then how it's grown is actually that we are based in your business. So it's not just a personal trainer doing sort of a boot camp type thing, which that is where the business started. Um, it's grown now to um, actually we'll have a base at your office. So the first um, the first gym that actual physical gym that is opened is inside people's an office. Um, so it's it's a business park. Um, so there's multiple companies in there, but it is in an office is inside the building. And what that means is that people have less excuse. <laughs> They've got no excuse. There's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people in that building. And they can literally just trot downstairs, use the gym facility, use all of the plethora of stuff that we have on offer, which ranges quite widely. And they really don't have an excuse not to do it because it is on their doorstep. So the whole thing comes down to convenience and making it easy for them to look after themselves. The other thing I think that's quite important is that um, the team and, and myself, obviously, particularly, um, we're from a corporate background. So actually all of the people that, that work in, in, in the YWO team are from a corporate background. So we get the stresses, we get the strains, we understand where people's minds are at. So if you go, oh, yeah, but I don't have time, all of those things, it's like, yep, we know, we absolutely know. That's why we've completely and utterly made this easy for you because all you need to do is X, Y, Z. And they go, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, that's much easier than I have to schlep to the gym. I have to go, you know, go home, get myself sorted, blah, blah, blah. And people just find the reasons not to do that. And yeah. um, so this is, is just purely based on a life that we're trying to fit in so much and making it as convenient as possible for the average worker to actually fit this in in their busy lives. Like you said, you've got lots of people from corporate backgrounds, but they're not only personal trainers, are they? I mean, you've got a beautician. Not at all, yeah. So people, of people. Um, yeah, we, we have, the whole idea is that it, I don't tend to, obviously it is a gym, um, but I don't tend to call it the gym. It's the health and wellness center. So you come down and it's not necessarily just exercise that we're discussing. So we have a nutritionist. I am um, a certain level trained nutritionist as well, but we have a more senior level um, dietitian who's part of the team. And um, what she does is sort of sits down and it might not be anything to do with exercise. It could be that you just eat really poorly because again, it's exactly the same problem people don't have time to sort out oh what am i going to have for lunch what am i going to have for oh god what have i got for dinner so if we make it easier for them they are not only feel a lot better they're actually more productive in the workplace so i'm working with um a lot of the hr teams and a lot of you know the sort of senior management team and if there is a specific sort of health and wellness officer that's who i tend to work with in the office to try to bring this service to people but it's also the individuals who can come to us so if it's, well, yes, you know, I, I, I travel a lot, for example. There's a lot of people, you know, the, the senior salespeople, they travel around. They can't really, um, they struggle to manage their nutrition. So if we go, right, well, you know, here's a specific plan. Here's what you need to do. I've made it easy for you. Here's exactly what you need to do. Then that also helps. We have a beautician on board as well. So again, people don't have time um, it's a little bit more along the luxury end. So if they want to have their nails done or they want to get the waxing done or, you know, a bit of tinting, things like that. So it's, it's, a, it's a basic level of, of what we've got. But again, it's time efficiency. So people are just running around like headless chickens all the time. And they're like, I don't have time to get that thing done. And um, particularly for certain people, they, they, you know, it is important that they get it done. They want to get it done. They want to feel better. So again, it's all part of feeling better and feeling more confident when you go back into the office, you know you're looking good and you think, yeah, I feel great. Then they're actually productive. Um, but they've fitted it in. So we just, you know, they trot downstairs, they get their nails done, they come back up again. It's not, it's something else that they've ticked off their list 
that they don't have to worry about any other time. We have also, we are just about to get a hairdresser in as well. Fantastic. So we haven't, yeah, we haven't had that um, yet. And I was working with a couple of hairdressers, um, interviewing them before all this happened. And actually, um, we have one who is actually, I wouldn't say, uh, luckily, thank goodness, you can't see me. This was our second, I haven't been to the hairdressers yet, but I am going there the second, the second we can. Um, he, uh, he's a hairdresser that I've known for, you know, absolutely years and he's fantastic. And he's the right, again, he's the right fit for the team. And it's all based on convenience. You know, if you don't have, you literally, I've just, I've just got to have a tidy up. It's all I need. I don't want the fast. I don't want the fat. I just need to tidy up. And again, you come back into the office feeling better. You're like, good. One thing I've got off my list. So we've got, we've got a, a range of people that can help. Yes, personal trainers and instructors, but actually right at the other end of the scale through to all encompassing to make you feel better as a person when you walk out of our space. And you did this off the back of your company, which you still have running called Scouts. Tell us a little bit about that. I mean, like you don't have enough time for this. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, uh, I've actually co-owned um, and run Scout for, um, oh, I think it's nearly seven years now coming up for, six, seven years. Um, and it's a recruitment consultancy specifically for marketing and um, creative agencies. So it's very niche. Um, and it's, it's a boutique agency. It's not, you know, it's not massive. There's not absolutely loads of us. But uh, at one time, there was seven team members and three freelancers. So at any one given time, running in and out of the office, there was sort of, you know, 10, 11 of us. And I sort of took it on as my remit, really, to, to be a little bit more of the HR side of things. So if there's any kind of wellness kind of issues, it would, it would fall to me uh, and the team. And although we had a small team, it was still really important that we wanted to look after everyone and really make sure that that's how we were going to progress the company. So... It's, um, we had offices in Windsor, we've, uh, we had offices in Marlow, and we swapped our personal trainer from Windsor when we moved to Marlow, so she came over to Marlow with us. And really we felt like um, our personal trainer was part of the team. And I know that's gonna sound ridiculous because she was only there for one or two hours a week with us. Um, but it really, it really did feel like that, that she really was helping us and being part of the team. And I thought, well, if that can be replicated across other things for other people and other teams, then that's, that can only be a good thing and sort of making them feel like what they do is part of the schedule of what they should do and, you know, setting as a meeting um, and really sort of part of the week, that's what we do. And your personal trainer is part of that team. That's where we started and that's what I've, I've tried really hard to carry on. And how do you but, find, um, sorry, how do you find the split between what you're doing yeah. with working your workout and, and scout? It's quite a difficult split, but however, the good thing about personal training is I'm busy in the morning. I'm busy after work. So there is a gap in the middle. Yeah. I mean, sometimes lunch times, but there's definitely hours slots where a lot of people, basically you're at work, you're in the office. So there's, there's downtime. There's, you know, a little bit more time to do things so how i tend to split it is um and i would really recommend this for absolutely everyone is diary management so you take your diary and i've got it split quite exactly so it's like right pt sessions then planning then social media planning then your marketing planning then scout time then and the good thing about scout in kind of relation to YWO is they actually mold together quite well because while someone's being trained i am definitely not answering the phone that's that's you know that's what i'm doing i'm concentrating there but actually a candidate usually can be called at some point during the day or after work so they're busy they're busy during the day anyway and by the time i've finished they've finished so i can call them once i've finished or at lunchtime or during the day so actually it kind of works quite well. So I can interview people in between when I'm doing the PT. And then with regards to sort of um, the management side of things, I will split my time a certain set of hours. So for sort of five or six hours, I will say I'm not training anyone. And I 
go with my business partner for scout and we sit there and we do five or six hours solid planning or, or, or interviewing or you know searching whatever we're doing for the particular day so actually I know it sounds ridiculous because people sort of go, oh my God, how the hell do you manage more than one company? Oh, and chuck some kids on top of that as well. You know, how the hell? It's actually diary management. And I do have to be super strict um, with myself and sort of go, right, that is the time for that. And that is the time for that. However, it does work and it has worked really well for quite a while. Um, I just have to be sort of... Um, organized pretty much yeah. i think it's a key to a lot of things especially if you're juggling family and business and everything else that goes in or it diary management is absolutely key but just going back even further i feel we're sort of rewinding <laughs> through, through your life and i don't want to spend too much time on it but you were in marketing hence yep. scout and you were employed what was and, and the reason that I ask this because there are listeners out there who are in that sort of okay I've got job security I like what I do but it consumes me and I don't have time to really be thinking about much else but I know this can't be my life what was it for you that took the jump from sort of job security and doing what you were doing to saying right I'm going to take the plunge full-time into scout I think that is, um, I think that's a question that a lot of people, as you say, mull over quite a bit. There's a certain thing that it does take and it does take a level of bravery. You have got to be a little bit brave and go, I can do this. And you, you've got to have some self-belief and go, do you know what? You've got to think about what's the worst thing that could happen. And actually when I was transitioning, someone actually said this to me, when I was transitioning from uh, the agency world, so I worked for an agency, marketing agency, through to actually starting with Scout, um, I, it was a risk. It was totally a risk because I hadn't run my own business before. Um, yes, I was co-running it with my business partner, but really it's, it, you know, it was paycheck through to may not get a paycheck if this doesn't work. Yeah. And actually what he said to me, the worst thing could happen you go, you've got the tools, go and find yourself another job. <laughs> so I was like, that was the clincher for me. It was like, you're in recruitment, go and get yourself another job. I was like, yeah, good point. So um, actually, yes, you do have to be a little bit brave. Yes, you do have to be, you know, a little bit self-assured. But the worst thing that can happen is that it doesn't work. And then you just go and get another job. Now, I know, especially at this climate right now, just go and get another job is not that easy. But actually invariably you'll have qualifications you will know what you're doing you know the industry you can always come back to it the thing you will never be able to say to yourself if you don't do it is i never tried you'll yeah. never know you'll never know if you didn't try and if you did try and it, it you know it does fail you can always go back it's not in a way it's not a failure you've tried something what the failure is is that you never tried something and it will always niggle in the back of your mind and you just think oh what if what if what if there's always lots of paths that we can go down and you choose the path you know you're a grad you go into a certain thing you go into a certain thing and it's to ex to a certain extent expected of us in society that you go oh, i'm going to work my way up the ladder and then i'll get promoted and you might swap jobs a little bit and you might swap companies but you're going to do the same thing and that's what you do it's not necessarily the case whatsoever. If you just go, actually, I've come to this cross point in my life. I don't know whether I want to do this. If you don't try, you will never know. And that's kind of the point that I got to. I thought the transition between a PAYE job and a director's position in my own company, yeah, it was a leap. But I knew full well that I'm qualified enough to go back if I wanted to. And I still can, I still could. You know, I've got the contacts and I still could, but I made the leap and I made it work. You have to work hard, but you make it work if you want it to. I agree with you. I think the fact that, you know, what's the worst that can happen? You go back to a job, but people would say, well, we're in a crisis and all of this, but there are companies in every crisis that thrive. And it's about how you adapt your skills to say, actually, that's the job that I could do no matter what it is. But it does, it takes the level of bravery. You either take the level of bravery now or you regret it later on. It's a balance act, isn't it? 
Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm, you know, there's certain philosophies I have in my life and I know it's going to sound a little bit deep and you end up sort of going, oh, you know, this is a bit serious, but... You're talking to me, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go that deep, that's fine. <laughs> you, no one ever sat on their deathbed and said, I wish I'd done less. No one, no one does that. You go, all right, you know, woof, what a whirlwind. <laughs> you, you know, never ever stopping. Well, let's keep going, let's go, let's try something different, let's do that. And some people have that in them, some people don't. And they go, I do not. Their level of safety is far too high. They're like, no, 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 no. Oh my God, the thought of, oh God, self-employed, you must be joking. Totally fair enough. And that is really important that a whole chunk of people, probably the majority of people do feel like that. But if you're in that bracket that you don't and you're like, I have an idea, I think the world, you know, I want to try this. I really want to try this. For goodness sake, give it a go. At least give it a go. And at least you could say that you have. Because then, you know, you don't want to sit there going, oh, I should have, damn it. Um, don't be that person. What about now? I mean, obviously, you've had seven years of working for yourself and boom, 2020, March hits. Jim <laughs> <gym> shuts. <laughs> What's happened? How is it working for you? How have you had to, and everyone's using this buzzword, have you had to pivot um, during this time? And how are you now? Well, okay, so, so from a recruitment perspective, um, not great. Not easy, not great. I mean, thank goodness the furlough scheme exists. Um, you know, bounce back loans, all of those things that the government has tried really hard to try to prop small companies up. We are a small company. We do rely on, um, you know, a number of small amount of people to, to make our revenue. And it's the recruitment business is a shocker right now i'm not not gonna lie it is it's not easy however with the um the fitness company i have had to adapt super super quickly luckily i can but you have to work very quickly and very hard to assure people that it's fine so like yourself you were used to working remotely you're used to using the online platforms you know zoom is a wonderful thing um, but I'd never even heard of it um, until about one week after, uh, before lockdown. <laughs> it's like, right, okay. So actually, instead of panicking, which a lot of people um, definitely were in their rights to do and did, I thought, right, I haven't got very long to switch this all online. So the first thing is the technology. I went, right, what have I got? Did the research quickly get myself up onto the correct platforms um bought a little earpiece <laughs> my savior uh so i look like oh god <laughs> Les, you know running around with my little everyone keeps calling me brit spears it's very very funny see, it's just madonna <laughs> yeah madonna britney spears you know les mills whatever it is um that's been a really useful little piece um that i did purchase right up front because i couldn't hear anyone and they couldn't hear me so it's like right get myself online, understand what classes can be done online, because obviously a lot of them can't. Box fit, not so easy online. Um, however, hit class, totally easy online, don't need any equipment. Um, and it's amazing what you can find in your house. <laughs> you know, a chair, a um, heavy pot, you know, all of these things. Or as a child, been... as I've seen you. Yeah, a small child, you know, you know, probably 20 kilos, that'll do you. Um, yeah, a small dog, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of um, what, be inventive be creative and I've been used to being inventive and being creative and just gone right I can do this what can I do online what can I not do online drag the whole lot across and actually second point which is really just as important apart from the technology and getting that right is persuading and understanding and really confirming to people that it's okay and that was actually probably week two so week one, whoop, get it all up online. Okay, we're all good. Get the comms out. Whoop, you know, that's all good. Week two is confidence to everyone, providing confidence to everyone else that it's working. So I tested it out with, you know, some key clients who I know will give me the truth. <laughs> and we did a little PT session or we did a class or we did, you know, whatever it is via Zoom. Tested it out. We did out the bugs. And then really quickly 
put the comms out there and went, right, this is working, it is fine, just click here and book there, do that, diary's all sorted out, I've just whizzed you over onto online, we're fine, it's fine. And then very quickly, people, if you are confident, people go, oh, okay, yep, okay, it seems to be fine. They have a little test, and I gave them a free test and said, don't, don't worry about paying for this, here you go. And they go, oh, it's okay. And you go, yep, it's okay. So should we book you in next month? Yep, great. So not saying that there's been some, there's been some ups and downs, absolutely, definitely. When you have a whole chunk of people furloughed, they're worried about money, they're worried, you know, they've been made redundant, all of those things that people have had to deal with in their lives, they're very insecure, very worried. Personal training can go out the window. It is a luxury for the people. And so they will go, oh, not sure about it. However, during this time, a lot of people have taken a lot more interest in their health, which has really helped as well. So I have had to do less persuasion on, you know, you really need to look after yourself than I would do normally, but people's disposable income has dropped. So if you have held your job and or you've been furloughed and you're being paid full whack, then everyone's like, okay, I'm okay. You know, my safety level's up there. The government have provided that, that's great. If they weren't sure, or hmm, they're in events, not great. Um, you know, everything's just been pulled. There has to be more of a persuasion to say, actually, for goodness sake, please look after your health. That's the only thing you've got. Look after your health and everything else will look, be looked after. You will be fine. It will be fine. We will get through this. And you'll come out the other end feeling much better because you looked after your health than if you let everything go to pot. I am here for you, that's my job. And so there's, you know, there's been that element of trying to walk people through this and help them through it. Yeah, you've been able to, to give a lot of free, free value, free content out there at this time, haven't you? Yeah, I mean, social media is a wonderful thing and, and it is, you know, used correctly, it, it really has helped. And, and, you know, the message of trying to keep everyone on top of their health, even if they're not in the office, has been equally as important to me. So, you know, I've been changing the message saying, even if you are working from home, you can still, so I've done work for her, and it's, you know, working from home, or it's work out from home. So, you know, changing the message to say, actually, just because you're not sat at your desk and you haven't got the gym downstairs, don't worry about that, we can still do this in your own house. Or have you tried this? Have you tried that? Look after your nutrition as well. You don't have to eat like a pig just because you're, you're like going to the fridge every five seconds. Don't, don't do that to yourself. This is what you should do. So again, it's just sort of guiding people through a very uncertain situation and trying to give them back a level of control, even though they feel like everything else is out of control. For... And I don't think I could not ask you these questions, having a personal <laughs> trainer on my podcast, and especially sort of transitioning into this particular time. What three tips do you think that you could give someone that they could use on a daily basis that would help improve their health? Um, the first one we, we did cover, and it's actually diarize what you're doing. So the, the God, Almost all uh, of the people that I'm dealing with, they're busy. They've, they've got children, they've got jobs, they've got the, they're, you know, the halves have got jobs. You know, they're, they're busy people and they're trying to juggle everything. So a, a lot of the time I get a question, yes, but how am I going to fit this in? Especially if I'm not in the office with you downstairs. So I say, put it in your diary. Act as if it is a meeting that someone else can't overrun on. So it's in your diary. It's something that everyone else can see is in your diary. Even if that is, right, I'm going to go for a walk for half an hour. I am taking half an hour to get off the sofa, go for a walk around the block, and then come back again. I'll guarantee you will feel better and more productive once you've done that. So the first thing I would say is diarize. Also, that no matter what you're doing, you're still doing something. So people sort of go, well, you know, I don't know, what should I do? What's the best thing to do? If you don't know anything else apart from, you know, I've got no weights, I've got no resistance bands, I've got none of that in my house. What, what am I supposed to do? 
Um, first of all, there's a lot of stuff on, online that you can say, work out with no equipment. And oh my God, thousands, hundreds of thousands of hits will come up. So everyone out there, including myself, will be able to help you. A personal trainer will help you with nothing, hardly any space and no equipment. You can still work out very, very hard doing that. So don't think, oh, I haven't got any stuff. I haven't got the gym here, so I can't do anything. Not true, you can. And even if you're like, well, actually, I, I'm, I'm not really, I don't want to do that. You can still keep your steps up. So not I'm only diet. Walk okay, is, it, is that sufficient? Yeah. <laughs> well, if that's, that's the only thing you feel you can do, if you go, right, I am going to set myself 5,000 steps, 10,000 steps, whatever it is you think you can do per day. It doesn't have to be a run. You don't have to go and like, oh my God, I've got to get my gym kit and go for a run. Stick your shoes on and go for a walk. Even if that's something that you're doing and you can get your steps up per day or over time per week, you're still doing something. And people go, oh, you know, does that count? Absolutely it counts. It absolutely counts. So don't think, oh, well, I can't do a full workout, so I'm not going to bother doing anything. Not at all, not the case. Get up, go for a walk. That's still doing something. That's still moving your body and therefore you are burning calories. Diarize what you're doing. Even if you don't think you can do a full workout, still move. Get up and do some steps and try to be consistent with that. And then that's in combination with putting it in your diary. <laughs> you know you're doing it and you know when you're doing it. Um, and the third one I would say is probably along the lines of nutrition. It is super easy. <laughs> We've all done it. We have been, I've had a few words of myself as well. Um, to go, right, okay, well, it's quite difficult to get to the shops in the first place at the beginning. It's obviously a little bit easier now, but make the right choices when you're going to the shops. So don't go to the shop when you're hungry. That's a classic. Do not go. That go after classic. I, I actually yeah. get excited to go to the shops when I'm hungry. <laughs> And then you end up, I guarantee it's a money saver as well. You will pick up some more stuff that you don't need. Also, your sugar levels will be lower. You will pick up something that you shouldn't. Um, we all know what you should and shouldn't be eating. It's obvious. Like eating loads of chocolate and loads of biscuits and loads of cakes is not good for you. It's a fact. It is calories in, calories out. I am not saying for one second be a saint. Not at all. Especially in these really stressful times. I've been super careful with people to say don't stick yourself on some dreadful diet at this moment you are stressed it is really really stressful out there at the moment you're not sure what's going on don't add to your problems with that however make the right choices when you go to the shop have a list don't go hung when you're hungry and just go right what do i actually need <laughs> rather than what do i want i think i want just don't have it in your house <laughs> Don't have that massive dairy milk in your house because you will eat it. <laughs> oh, just don't, no, no, just, just don't have it in your house. Then you won't be tempted because it won't be there. Yeah, I remember when this all started, it was Easter. I'd written oh. off sugar and it was terrible. I would look at the shelves and I think, oh my God, I just need like at least the five Easter eggs. <laughs> and I didn't and I was so good and it lasted for a good month and then out the window enough was enough yeah. <laughs> I was like oh this thing will only last a month it'll be fine well done <laughs> they just stopped up because they you know people when they when they're um anxious or worried depressed anything along those lines they, they will go to comfort food they will go straight to comfort food and that that is actually half of it and I know other PTs will say this you can't out train a bad diet and it is 50% really is that much 50% of what I do is understanding now it's not sticking people on a diet every five seconds you can only have 100 calories it's like no it's eating sensibly for what you're doing but ensuring that you're not tempted so as you know to answer your question diarize what you're going to do make sure that if you feel like you can't do anything else just as a minimum get some steps in so even if you just think i can't do some massive workout get your steps up and then also do not go to the shops um, hungry <laughs> go after you've eaten and just be super careful with what's in your house because you will eat it if it's not there you won't eat it that's really good knowledge good to know what is would you say is the question that most people ask you 
What do you ask most as a piece? I tell you what, oh, it's always the same. I want a six pack. (laughs) (laughs) How do I get a six pack? I want this thing, you know, with whatever. Right, let me clear up a few things here. (laughs) Um, Yes, on occasion, I do sport that. (laughs) And how hard I have to work, I will go spend another three hours telling you. (laughs) It is very difficult to get yourself into that shape. So what happens, social media, God love it, very, very useful, also very dangerous. People see all these gym bunnies and they go, oh my God, you know, they're amazing on front of magazines and they are idolized, of course. And actually this is something that I totally underestimated in the industry that I've found myself in really totally underestimated this people go I want to look like that now the reality of what those people have had to go through sports models you know professionals in in the field is not sustainable and not what you'd want to do as a I'm going to put it in brackets normal person the average person person who works in an office they have a nine-to-five job they have kids either side you know they've got stresses and strains and you know all of the things that people have most nearly all people have in their lives are not conducive to being in the gym for hours and watching every macro that they eat and or consume in any way to look like that when you go i've done it I can tell you categorically from experience, when you go for a photo shoot that you know full well, you're going to have to get that six pack out. You have not eaten (laughs) for days. And, uh, you know, there's, there's some tricks. Um, Don't be fooled by the um, sports models and professionals. They train very much harder than anyone else could to look like that. Yeah, but that's the there's some that's great the photography technology. Oh yes, <laughs> as well. So we're coming towards the end of our chat and podcast, but I cannot leave it without talking about leadership and really the essence of of the podcast. But talk to me about leadership. Like, what is your leadership style? You clearly are a strong leader, and you have taken the jump from the corporate world straight into running a business, co-running a business to running a business yourself. What would you say your style is? Um, I would say I've got much more of a sort of nurturing style. There's definite styles out there, which I'm not a fan of, and I certainly would never be. And if that's what it was required to be, I just wouldn't be like that. Um, It's, you know, if you look up the styles, I would probably say it's something between um, coaching and supporting. So I I really do like to nurture people. And whenever anyone, regardless of whether it was recruitment and or um, fitness is in my team, I I like to feel like they are supported and listened to. So I think the style that I would be totally opposite to is a dictator. I don't tell people what to do. I ask them and then they will come to their own conclusions, but it usually ends up being the same conclusion that I needed them to come to in the first place. So it's guidance and nurturing. People do need to make to a certain extent their own mistakes. And, you know, as I said, I'm sort of bordering into being a mother now. It's, um, you know, you do need to let your children make mistakes, but as long as they're within a safety net, so it's exactly the same as um, when I'm, I'm leading the team. Yes, you know, to a certain extent, people need to trial stuff. And I'm very happy for people to try stuff, but actually under my guidance, so they don't completely muck it up. Um, mm. But then they do feel like they've got the, the strength and um, the encouragement to try something. So I'd say that's probably my style. Um, and the style I'm least nearest is, is that sort of dictator, just tell. Um, and sort of, you know, don't really ask for anyone else's opinion. Just, just drive and lead that way. That's not where I'm at. So, who would you say inspires you? <laughs> um, there's, there's. I have had um, a number of really fantastic bosses, directors when I was when I was younger. There was one in particular 
Um, and whether you listen to this and be like, oh, that's me. Um, uh, it's actually um, a creative. So he's, he's a very, very long time creative. He's been in the industry for millions of years. Um, he's actually not much older than me, which is a testament to the fact that he, he did very, very well, very, very young. It's actually a creative called Dave Droger. And um, he was my creative director when I started way back um, at Saatchi and Saatchi in London. And um, he had what I would call an aura around him. And not he was, you know, normal guy, <laughs> you know, didn't particularly look anything like, oh my God, wow. You know, he was a normal guy, he was a really nice guy. He had an aura about him and he has an intelligence about him that is way beyond most people that I've ever met. And he could command a room like I've never seen. Yes, I was, you know, as a grad, I was very, very young and sort of understanding how everyone does everything. But when he walked into the room, it wasn't because he was the boss. It was because he was so good. Rebecca, thanks for this. I have got a few fun questions for you. It's very light. It's very relaxed. Yeah. <laughs> it's very quick. But yeah, you, you ready for it? Oh, as ever. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Name the exercise that you hate doing. Oh, now most people would say burpee, but actually I don't mind a burpee. Um, a weighted leg lunge. Oof, really hard. Weighted leg lunge. I'm not even weighted sure what lunge. that is. Okay. Well, but... like a lunge, mm-hmm. one leg forwards, and then if you hold quite heavy weight and you go down to the oh, bottom yes. just before your knee hits the top, pulsing. Oh, More I... than 20 seconds of that. That is painful, but I'd rather do that than a burpee. So, um... <laughs> What's your favorite cheat meal? Cheat meal. Now, if anyone was going to present anything to me, if it was chocolate based, I crumble. (laughs) So I think the cheat, the cheat thing um, would be, um, I've got loads of intolerances as well. So it'd have to be uh, a gluten-free probably Uh, something to do with a gluten-free chocolate cake with some ice cream. That is probably up there with about the worst thing that someone can present to me whilst I'm on a diet. (laughs) What is the best feeling? Okay, from a work perspective, the the best feeling is actually someone coming in to the gym super stressed. Oh, I've had a really bad day. Oh my God, this has gone wrong. Nightmare, nightmare, nightmare. I spend an hour with them and they walk out serene. That's the best feeling for me. Um, and that in combination is probably a similar feeling of helping someone when I place someone, of course, in their job. And they're so grateful that that feeling of ringing up someone and going you got the job i can't that's why i do recruitment because you just go i'm so glad i managed to help you and it's exactly the same feeling so they walk in stress they come out not stressed at all and just so happy that they've had the hour with you and they walk out happy that's it for me yeah that's a great feeling um describe yourself in three words oh god Wow, this is proper interview stuff, isn't it? <laughs> That's what I'm normally asking other people. Um, caring. That's probably a word I use. I really do care. Probably sometimes too much. Um, probably enthusiastic. I think you have to be enthusiastic with what I do because especially with recruitment, it can be really, you know, if I've got to sell someone, they haven't got the job. It's, it's pretty sad. So I, I have to keep my enthusiasm up. And when I'm in the gym with other people, they could be feeling negative and I have to be the one that's the positive force. So I have to remain enthusiastic for them. Um, God, with regards to another one, probably all the, all the words that keep coming to mind are slightly mad. <laughs> like Slightly mad. <laughs> Can I have that as an yes, answer? You can have slightly mad. <laughs> Two more words, but you can have it. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, I think with what I do in the lifestyle that I have and the things that I have to juggle, um, yeah, juggler, that might be another one. Um, I, I, have to, I have to have a level of insanity. You, you just got to have that to, to keep going. Or otherwise, um, things will get on top of you. Um, and I, I try really hard for them not to. So I think I have to have a slight level of insanity. <laughs> and your mission in life is? Now, I would say to be successful, but actually that can be uh, measured in a number of different ways. I 
I do want to be on my deathbed and go, I made a success of my life. I did something. I did something and I made, I made a difference. And to me, that would be, that would be success. I actually influenced other people's lives, a whole chunk of other people's lives. Rebecca Myers, you are so driven because <laughs> of my urge to succeed. That's, that's the driver. That's the driver. My urge to keep helping people and keep therefore feeling that level of success. Love that. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast and for your time. It's been great to hear your story and get the few tips. Thanks for being on. You're absolutely welcome. It's been an absolute pleasure. Talking to Rebecca really hits home for me. The time I felt I was leaving the safety net of the full-time job. One thing that I do know, though, is that no matter how much you plan for something like that, you are never fully prepared. I know this time in quarantine during COVID has allowed people the excuse or really the opportunity to finally take the plunge. My advice is go for it. Expect the unexpected. Know that it's going to be hard and it's okay. If you have a strong enough why, and I highly recommend Simon Sinek's book, Start With A Why, before you even begin your venture, because once you have that and you are laser focused on it, the how and the bumps in the road won't matter. You will just keep taking those important, sometimes scary steps forward. Rebecca's process to leave the corporate world was very similar to mine. It seems that we both came from the creative industry and have started two businesses roughly at the same time. I can relate as she uses the word convenience in her approach to starting her health and wellness business. When you are in that corporate environment with deadlines, meetings, and hundreds of emails, of course you want to escape and work out, but the excuses prevail. We all know this. And we almost never get done what we need to get done when it comes to our fitness that we had originally hoped. We may have a gym membership or we may know that there's a class down the road, but if we miss our time slot, no one cares. You can always do that again tomorrow, right? Rebecca saw this niche in the market and has created a highly convenient service, not only for the health, but the wellness industry too. Reducing the excuses we give ourselves for not taking care of our minds and our body. As she says, feeling better brings you more confidence, equally a higher level of productivity in the work environment. A few things from my conversation with Rebecca come to mind as I summarise. Number one, if you are looking to increase your fitness levels as you start returning back to the office, then you have to diarise. Making this a priority at the beginning of the week will allow you to see where you can work out or walk, and it will give you an opportunity to timetable your meal preparation for the week. Treat this time just as importantly as you will treat a weekly meeting with your team. It is your health after all. The times that I do this and stick to it make me feel so good by the end of the week. But hey, no one's perfect. Even if you planned everything and did it 90% of what you planned, that's a whole heap better than 90% of nothing that you didn't plan. Just saying. Number two, if you are listening to this podcast in an office or working from home, and you have been toying with the idea of starting up a new business, just know that it does take some self-belief and a bit of bravery. As I mentioned earlier, if you have that strong why and have a head to expect the unexpected, you are just as prepared as most in business. As Rebecca mentioned, and this is without being flippant or dismissive, but if you are at the edge of making that decision, ask yourself, what is the worst that can happen? The likelihood is you have built up a certain set of skills in your career or in your life that can be transferable. The worst that could happen for a lot of people is that they get another job. But you will never know if you never try. I love Rebecca mentioning that no one sits on their deathbed and says, thank God I didn't do that. Number three, Rebecca gave a step-by-step -step approach to 
the way that she had pivoted her business during COVID. As much of a nightmare as this time has been for a lot of industries and professionals, individuals, there have been multiple realizations that have surfaced. A key one has been the way business owners have had to rapidly adapt to their circumstances. As Rebecca says, she's had to be inventive and creative, taking her business from in-person at the office to at home through a computer. She spent the first week setting up everything and letting her clients know how they can still work with her to the second week onwards, getting her clients to trust her new process, elevating her free value work as she uses that on social media, using a lot more online communications to reassure her clients that she's still there for them. Number four, Rebecca gave us three tips today on how you can just take a few steps each day to improve your overall health lifestyle. Firstly, and as we mentioned this earlier, diarize your day, your week. Use that time as though it was an important meeting. It is. It's just with yourself. Secondly, get up and do some steps. Just move. If you find that you are tired at the end of the day or you just don't want to get out of bed, walk it will always make you feel better and more productive. And thirdly, look at your nutrition. Don't go to the supermarket hungry. I always do this. Always. Um, So I always end up with a basket, way more than I should. Make a list before you go. And according to Rebecca, simply put, it's calories in versus calories out. Number four, and finally, Rebecca takes a nurturing approach to leadership which when it's required, takes the form of coaching, supporting and guidance. She wants to allow her team to have the freedom to make the mistakes with strongly guided boundaries. It gives her the freedom to build her business further and allows her employees to feel trusted and responsible in the workplace. Well, that's it from me today. Thank you so much to the lovely Rebecca Myers. If you want to find out more information on Rebecca and her business, Work In Your Workout, then head over to the podcast page on my website. That's www.serenadodd.com forward slash podcast. That's www.serenadodd.com forward slash podcast. And as always, if you are enjoying the podcast, please head over to Apple Podcasts, rate and review. I would really appreciate it. And as a thank you, I will select one reviewer each week to come on a 30 minute consultation call with me to discuss in detail a strategy on how you can achieve your 30 day goal. So rate and review, go to my website and just click on Ask Serena. Let me know you've done it and I will choose one reviewer per week for that one-on-one session with me. In the meantime, I hope you're taking lead of your day and making it so driven.